Welcome to this week's episode of London Heal. I am your host, Tatiana Kasesinov. If there's one subject that I get a ton of emails and messages asking me about, it's CBD oil. This is the buzzword of the moment. I've been very hesitant to actually approach this subject because of all of the natural connotations and issues and whatever, whatever. And also I really wanted to make sure that I had a very trustworthy and reliable source of information. Well, I think I finally found that. And so today I'm very, very happy to introduce as my guest, Jade Proudman. Jade is the founder of Savage Cabbage, and I hope she's going to explain to us in a minute where that amazing name came from, which is a specialist and unique hemp and CBD store offering bespoke wraparound care to the customer with a team of highly skilled and knowledgeable staff on hand to offer reassurance, assistance and support. One of the things that very much attracted me to Jade is um, she got into this business not simply because it looked like a good way to bring in some cash, which I'm sure that's the motivation for a lot of people in this area, but because she actually comes in with a really personal story and a conviction that CBD is something that really can be beneficial to our health. And hopefully we'll talk about that today. So Jade, thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you very much for having me. So let's start at that beginning. Um, what is your story? What got you into CBD oil? It's it's not an immediate area that to to jump in and and make an industry out of. <laughs> no, um, so um, I'd suffered from um, some complex health issues for quite some time, and. Um, I've got a form of um, epilepsy called spinal myclonus epilepsy, which affects the body, not the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. And I was beginning to get to that time in life where for each new birthday, I sort of acquired a new condition. Um, and I, um, I got taken very poorly, very quickly. Um, and um, my bowel actually stopped working and made me very, very sick, um, and had a, sort of about 10, 10 sort of significant surgeries over the space of 12 to twelve to 15 months thereabouts. Um, and I ended up with having uh, my entire colon removed. Um, I had a metal sheet attached to my abdominal wall because my um, ab- abdomen was, was unstable and, and was just really quite painful. And I was left in a pretty dire situation where I was relying upon exceptionally strong opioids to maintain some sort of pain relief. Um, and I realized and noticed that um, my quality of life was was declining significantly and it was about just existing mm-hmm. and not living. Um, and it does sound a bit dramatic, but it's very true in the fact that I sort of approached my husband and said, look, you know, can you just help me have too much of that and just let me go? Because this is quite awful. I, I, I couldn't leave the house. Um, I always needed to be near a toilet. Um, I was in too much pain to do anything. Um, he was cutting up my food and dispensing my medication. And it, it was quite a really rubbish time. Um, I said, you know, come on, Jade, stop being so dramatic. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and he started talking to me about cannabis. And um, my experience of cannabis was 
you know, in my youth, I'd tried it once and ended up spewing everywhere. And I was very not interested in that idea whatsoever. Um, and I said, no, I, I don't want to do that. I'm quite, I've had enough of being sick. Thank you very much. Uh, keep your ideas to yourself if that's what you're thinking. And as it would happen, the the first ever weed documentary by Dr. Sanjay Gupta uh, was mm-hmm. aired on television. And it was the one which introduced us to the Stanley Brothers and Charlotte's Web. And I watched it. Um, and I was really kind of taken back by this whole sort of journey of Charlotte and, and what you know, her mum Paige had gone through, what the brothers had done. And I was like, hmm, maybe, just maybe, I should try that. Um, because it's not cannabis, it's hemp CBD, it's something completely different. And I needed to learn more about it, but I just wanted to try it. And in, at the, in the first instance, it was more like, I'll try it to tell everybody that it doesn't work for me. And then they can stop going on about it. Um, and, and then I sort of stumbled upon this situation where it was, it was really difficult to get hold of. And it's like, well, where do I go? How, who do I speak to for advice? I'm, I'm quite frightened of putting anything else in my body that might potentially make me sick. Um, and I managed to get hold of a bottle uh, of Charlotte's Web. And I decided that I was going to do this properly and put my heart and soul into it and kind of realized after 48 hours that I'd not been reaching for the morphine and I was blown away completely blown away and I was like wow this is my eureka moment this is this is crazy um and I just felt like I needed to tell other people that I knew who were dealing with similar situations to myself all about this and and it kind of sort of started there really and so, so began this very, very steep learning journey that I went on. Um, and the one driving force behind Savage Cabbage really was identifying that what, where was there to go for information and guidance? Um, because we have to be so careful in this country because mm-hmm. we can't make medical claims. It's not a medicine. It's a food supplement. Um, you know, there's lots of people out there still saying, you know, various things that you know it cures this it cures that it cures nothing it will support a healthy endocannabinoid system it will support your health and wellness um and to make sure that people get in factual and accurate information became a bit of a bee in my bonnet so we built you know savage cabbages ethos around that and and that's how it sort of began to grow fabulous so let's go right to the beginning of that story which is what Mm -hmm. CBD so that people understand because you're absolutely right I think most people are out there still I mean even though it's everywhere I, I recently mm. saw CBD yoga I thought oh that's yes cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean yeah. there's nothing that doesn't have CBD in it at the moment um, but I still think a lot of people don't actually understand what it is exactly and its relation to marijuana and getting high because I think that's obviously a lot of people's concerns so can we can yes. we just sort that that out once and for all <laughs> yes I think I mean the best way for me to to describe it I would say is I must say I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination but this is my experience this is my learnt information and to keep it really really simple the best way I find to describe it is the defining factor of the difference between hemp and cannabis is the, the amount of THC 
which is in that in that product mm-hmm. um thc is a naturally occurring element um and it's not to be frightened it's it's not to be afraid of or anything like that you know there's lots of negative connotations to that um but you know the in say america with the hemp farm bill you know the the definition of hemp is a product which contains um thc to the measurement of 0.3 percent or below so we're talking very small amounts of thc but that's basically the difference in in layman's terms it's one plant um with different chemical compounds and depending on how they measure depends which side of the fence it flops on i guess um and i think that's the the easiest way to sort of try and get your head around it um cbd is a molecule that is inside of the plants the plant contains cannabinoids cbd is one of them there are a number of different cannabinoids um some articles will quote that there's 90 some will quote that there's up to 116 known components to the plant and there's much much research to be done um but these two molecules in particular have, have a plethora of research around them particularly um done by Raphael Machulam from Israel who right. discovered this um and you know there is information out there and, and it isn't this scary thing that you know has been pumped out by the media for for many many years um and you know the most important thing that we must understand is that our body produces its own cannabinoids particularly you know breast milk for example completely full of naturally occurring cannabinoids um and we've got receptors we're designed as animals to to receive these cannabinoids so it's it's quite a nice little system which you know we refer to as the endocannabinoid system Mm -hmm. um and once we start to feed that system we begin to notice differences in our in our health and wellness and and our overall how we feel um and that's that's really the thing that it was just such a eureka moment for me of, of that feeling of waking up one morning and feeling kind of a little bit brand new inside after a really good night's sleep and thinking okay I feel good today this is unusual but I like it and I long long may it continue um so yeah that's that's basically you know what it is you know cannabinoids can be found in in all sorts of different places um it just so happens that within the hemp and cannabis plant they are um densely compact in there Mm -hmm. um and it's 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 a rather lovely and ingenious plant certainly is yeah nature doesn't make mistakes as always no no (laughs) but just just to clarify the the thc which is in this country um not allowed in in cbd oil if you buy that it's the thc has to be less than 0.3 percent and it's the thc which is the psychoactive component right so if you take cbd oil you don't have any psychoactive effects is that correct well it is i mean it's a really interesting argument because some people will say well you know cbd makes you feel different so therefore is it psychoactive well i would argue no it's not it's just making you feel good because we're looking at that you know um, endocannabinoid systems working to to full capacity mm-hmm. um but i do think one thing that, that is interesting to sort of just explain as well is that you, you you've got people that will say they sell cbd oil mm-hmm. but what's really interesting is you need to look at is that a cbd isolate is that just the isolated one component that's been mixed or is it whole plants 
Um, if it's whole plant, it will have traces of THC in there. There are also some products out there that say that they are broad spectrum, which suggests that they are the spectrum of the plant without the THC. So it can become quite confusing for the consumer to determine which is the product that they should be looking for. Right, right. I understand that completely. So you mentioned this endogenous system, this endocannabinoid system. Um, mm-hmm. One of the issues I think that um, I've come across, one of the criticisms perhaps from people who are not so keen on even trying CBD is they say, oh, it's snake oil. I mean, just mm-hmm. look at all the claims. It's supposed to fix everything. Mm. But there's sort of actually a reason why it does have an effect in so many different parts of the body. So could you mm. pick up, up on that and explain that a little bit? I mean, again, layman's terms, I, I like to keep things quite simple because I just think it's easily digested by all of us if we do that. Absolutely. Um, but I find that the endocannabinoid system is its an intelligent system and it knows where it need, the body needs support. So I like to, I'm a visual learner, so I try to imagine this kind of little robot, if you like, that sits inside and, you know, you take your oil and it sort of absorbs those little bits of um, uh, CBD and it sits there and goes, where does this need to be? So, oh, well, look, you know, so-and-so's been out and jogged around the park and got a bit of inflammation in their calves. We'll go there and we'll just uh, we'll just work on that area for a little while. Or, you know, it's it's really, really interesting how it works. And, you know, from the spectrum of, you know, people who are finding it's benefiting their general health and wellness, there are people out there who are finding that it assists them with their issues uh, and challenges. Um, and that's where an interesting de- debate occurs when people are saying, well, clearly it's a medical um, product then, because if it's making them feel better, then should it be classed as a medicine? Well, in my opinion, no. Um, it's just, it's a vitamin, it's a wellness supplement. Um, and again, it's like any other um, multivitamin or nutritional supplement that you would have. I think you know, I categorize it in, in very much the same way. Right, right. Yeah, the way the way I understand it is that the the endocannabinoid system is sort of like a master regulating system. So mm. it does actually sit on top of mm-hmm. all of those other systems and yeah. just brings things back into balance. And yeah. I mean, as somebody who's into natural medicine as as myself, I, I find that so incredible that we actually have a system which, as you described, instinctively knows whether to upregulate something or downregulate because mm. it's that's its job. It's it's the master mm-hmm. controller, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, I I like to think of it almost as almost like a, a secondary immune system, if you will, right. um, and that you know it knows what's going on. Um, you know, it's it's intelligent and it sort of it wants to to maintain homeostasis. That's its purpose. Right. Um, and providing that we can do that, then you know that's when we we feel our best selves on on every day of the week, which is 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 nice. It certainly is. So you <laughs> mentioned that we that we make cannabinoids in our own body. Um, mm-hmm. They're not they're not the phytocannabinoids, the ones that come from plants. They are slightly different chemicals. Yeah to the same receptors if we actually make these things ourselves why do we need to take something in from outside 
Well, that's a really good question. Um, One that scientifically I wouldn't know how to best answer that. I've got my own interpretation of the answer, which I think really is through a process of evolution, we've we've stopped ingesting uh, cannabinoids as we once used to. Mm -hmm. And I feel that our bodies um, are stressed and, you know, not getting the nutritional value that we once got. And, uh, you know, there is some science out there, some research out there that does suggest that um, a defunct and um, drained endocannabinoid system, a side effect and consequence of that is, is ill health and however that may present itself. So that to me just suggests that, you know, we should be, you know, eating um, things that have got cannabinoids in. I mean, I'm led to believe that, you know, we used to feed our cattle hemp, you know, and for the meat eaters out there, you know, um, you would go and get your meat from the butchers, etc. But you'd be absorbing secondhand cannabinoids from that from the animal. So it's, it's a very interesting theory. It's not one that I've done a huge amount of research into, although I want to, it's just time permitting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do genuinely feel that, you know, we've moved so far away from a, nat- a natural and nutritious diet as a populace that, um, that a consequence of that is that we've got these drained endocannabinoid systems and we do see um, stresses from that. Um, and I think that's why people majority of people tend to see you know and feel a a difference in their overall selves within a week or so of starting to take this as a supplement um which is really lovely to see and quite exciting to see especially when you know you've got um I've got a little shop in in a little North Yorkshire town and um it caused a bit of a kerfuffle when we opened our shop because there was people, oh, she's selling cannabis in there. And we were like, no, we're not. Come in and talk to us. And we, we ended up with an army of um, ladies from the, the, the older generation who had achy knees or they weren't sleeping very well or they were just a bit generally cheesed off and flustered. And, um, you know, we, we sort of introduced them to it and off they went. And they're just the nicest, most wonderful people that will pop in every week. Hi, this is how I'm doing. I've cleaned out the garage and I've cleaned out the loft and I'm feeling amazing. And just to see that, you know, shine in their eyes and that big smile on their faces is quite lovely Um, because it's something that they potentially would never have tried before. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I can't imagine how rewarding <laughs> that must be, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. good fun. It's lovely. I, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many people out there are taking it um, have, that have been given it by friends and actually don't know what it is that they're taking. <laughs> possibly. Possibly quite a lot. Possibly quite a lot, yeah. Another really interesting thing that you, that you mentioned at the beginning there was this thing about the pure CBD and having the whole plant extract. And there's a really mm. good reason why the whole plant extract is really important. Can you talk about that? Personally, um, the, I feel that the, uh, the whole plant um, is a superior product to an isolate product. Mm-hmm. And that's because we get something called the entourage effect. And the entourage effect um, is basically when all cannabinoids work together in symbiosis with the endocannabinoid system and we get the full effect and the full loveliness of absorbing and ingesting the plants. Um, and I just find it's really important. Now, science, I don't think, has fully caught up with um, that in a robust enough way to 
get people fully on board with that. So Mm -hmm. some conversations I've had recently, if you mention the entourage effect to perhaps say a pharmacist or a scientist, they will look at you and go, hmm, hippie. Um, (laughs) Because because there doesn't, there's not enough um, peer-reviewed research to back that up. Um, I'm sure there is bits and pieces around somewhere, but, you know, people can be quite particular. Yeah, but it's also, also hard to study, isn't it, when you have more yeah. than one thing that you're looking at? You know, exactly. By, science likes to keep things, the variables yeah. down, doesn't it? Yeah, but you do tend to find that there's a there's this a thing called a bell response. So if you're going to be ingesting an isolate compound, um, it may work for a set amount of time. And then you may need to increase the amounts that you're having to um, maintain that that response that you want to feel. But then it's sort of this little bell-shaped graph will it will plateau and it's very difficult to get anything, any benefit at the end of that bell shape. And it's, it's an interesting piece of science and it's something that I've been looking at recently. And when you compare that to a whole plant, the responses from the, the human anatomy are very different. So I, I personally would always advocate a whole plant. Right. Because it's not just cannabinoids, is it? I mean, it's a whole load of other... Um, no, like you've... All the fragrant, um, the things that make got, it smell, like the terpenes. The terpenes, and, flavonoids, um, phytonutrients, all sorts of things in there. And, and it's just how it all works together is just quite beautiful I think um and you know it's necessary for for the likes of myself I've tried using an isolate product so I could test it on myself to see how I felt and I tend to if I go 48 hours without having my whole plant I tend to find that I'm back in bed feeling a bit miserable got a lot of pains um but then as soon as I go back to the whole plant it took about three hours and I, I felt like I was back to normal-ish jade. Um, so I know for me that isolate is not something that I would wish to to consume because it doesn't manage um, my needs. Right. And and it kind of makes sense because, I mean, if you think about it, I've, I've always had an issue, for example, with people who take vitamin C because vitamin C in the body is not just ascorbic acid. It's mm. actually a whole combination of things that you get from a vitamin C rich foodstuff. Mm-hmm. So, and you notice if that, you know, if you eat lots of vitamin C containing foods, you're going to have a better effect than you are just mm-hmm. from taking pure vitamin mm-hmm. C. So I guess it's the same sort of idea. I w- absolutely. I would totally agree with that. And it's, you know, I think as it, the more natural something occurs, I think is better for mm-hmm. us that, you know, the least, least amount of messing around with it as possible. Um, but it's, it's interesting because of course there are, there are people on the other side of the argument that would completely disagree with me and perhaps feel that an isolate is, is the pure what they better. think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it is very interesting to gauge people's feedback and responses. And I think there's room for, for all arguments at the moment, just because arguments, perhaps not a good word, you know what I mean? Debate, discussion, um, because, you know, this conversation needs to keep evolving and keep being had and to help break down barriers and normalise these conversations. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And that in itself is actually one of the main issues I find because of the, um, yeah, moral issues, legal issues associated with cannabis over the years. The amount of mm. research is actually really limited, and these products mm-hmm. are definitely not regulated in any way. So that leaves the consumer in a spot because 
I think like in every industry, there's going to there's going to be some shady dealers out there. So how does a consumer know how to find a reliable, clean, safe, legal product? Well, I mean, it's a really timely question, actually, because, I mean, if we go back to 2016, when I first started this journey, I very much felt like I was trying to buy drugs on the internet because I thought I was doing something naughty. Um, And I didn't like the experience at all. Um, So, And I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, okay, so what is the law? What's the regulation? What is anything? And it it was all down to interpretation of documents and, and certain... Uh, regulations which were not attributed particularly to this but we could be lent over if you see what I mean or Mm -hmm. does this fit with what I'm trying to do and it usually didn't Um, so what I've noticed is there's been a a distinct increase in the amount of people that are wanting to gain access to safe and reliable products and with the increase in um, demand comes um, a responsibility from our government that they need to ensure that foodstuffs are safe mm-hmm. um, and there are a number of different um, associations and trade bodies out there I particularly pr- uh, work alongside the um, the work of the Centre for Medicinal Cannabis mm-hmm. the CMC and they are working directly with uh, regulators to ensure that there is a charter and a standard and a kite mark for um, CBD products in this country Um, and that's currently in process Um, and it's interesting to see what information is coming out of that because they did do a consumer survey and got a lot of feedback but they also um, as part of that study took 30 products from the market Mm-hmm. And they tested them to see how true they were to what was claiming on the label, et cetera. And were there cannabinoids present? Um, one of which had zero cannabinoid content. So <laughs> it, it definitely demonstrated the need for safe regulation for consumers. And I'm looking forward to um, to that sort of growing and learning more about it in the in the coming weeks. Um, because the the need for it is absolutely there, um, so it's 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 interesting how you know this body's responding to um, the demand for you know safe products in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um, I, I, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm an avid sort of contributor um, to get my ten penneth in there <laughs> as <laughs> to what know, we make. Quite right, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're supposed to be helping people. It's a shame. Yeah. Harm. I mean, I know, for example, one um, one of the issues that I had read was that if you actually extract CBD from um, a marijuana plant, so you're leaving behind the THC just to get the CBD out, but that extraction process can involve some really toxic chemicals and if it's not properly cleaned then you're actually essentially poisoning yourself with these Mm. with these dangerous solvents and things so it is interesting I mean there are I can only speak from my own experience um and my experience is is perhaps um I've been very lucky um I've worked uh, alongside two of the better known well-known companies which is Charlotte's Web 
and Miriam's Hope and Charlotte's Web have basically set the standard with regards to quality products and testing um, and, you know, the facilities used to create the product, etc., and the lengths in which they have gone to to ensure that that quality standard is, is, is very, very high indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I find it very, them very admirable. Um, one thing that you're making reference to is the different extraction methods. And right. yes, there are um, products out there that are alcohol extracted. There are some products out there that are CO2 extracted and there are some that claim to be cold pressed, etc. I'm sure there's probably more. Um, and from personal experience, I personally prefer the using uh, alcohol extraction um, because I just find it, it suits me better you know we're all very different animals um but like you say you know there are some products out there that if perhaps they haven't um been diligent enough and and done their housekeeping correctly and there is you know excessive amounts of something in there then of course you know that's a potential danger and people are desperate people are giving this to their children people you know, are vulnerable and in need and want to feel well. So therefore, surely we have a duty of care to ensure what they can buy is of a safe standard uh, and quality product. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm very much behind the CMC and um, and the studies and the reports that they're doing and the work that they're doing with the regulators. Um, because, you know, we don't want to see people getting poorly when they're trying to get better. Absolutely. Couldn't couldn't endorse that more. Wonderful. So you've you've dropped a couple of names here like Charlotte's Web and Miriam's mm-hmm. Hope. For for the people out there who have no idea what that's all about, can you tell us where those names came from and what they mean? Yeah, so Charlotte's Web is it's a really beautiful story. Um and I've been lucky enough to to meet the families and the brothers <clears throat> personally. Charlotte Figgy um, was a little girl with um, Dravet syndrome with a very catastrophic um, form of epilepsy. And her mum, Paige, had, had tried everything, um, every medicine known to man alive to, to just try and help Charlotte and nothing worked. And she um, stumbled upon some literature which advised her that you know in in science gone by in the past years that cbd had shown a a positive response to to epilepsy so she began this mission of of trying to source find and and create something that she could give to her daughter and that's when you know long story short she she met the stanley brothers and she wanted them to make her a cbd based product and they live in um colorado which is a legal state um, but it caused a whole host of other problems like, OK, so we're giving this to a paediatric. That's a problem. What do we do? And, you know, they spoke to various doctors and, and got the permissions required to create this product, which they then made and gave to Charlotte. And it, it was a success. It worked. And it, it was just a complete beautiful sort of change of events you know Paige was used to having to resuscitate Charlotte Charlotte was on a do not resuscitate in the hospital list you know she'd lost the ability to walk talk everything um and now she's just a cheeky little monkey that you know she's happy um weed five has just come out actually um which I think demonstrates and shows a progress update on Paige and Charlotte's story um and I was spent some time with Paige earlier on in the year actually and we were discussing how this global phenomenon that is 
Charlotte, Figgy, bless her. And, you know, if it wasn't for her and the Stanley Brothers, you know, and, and the work that they've done, you know, it it's really sort of demonstrated to me how the passion of, of mum power can really make a significant difference. Oh, and we yeah. see that... We see that in this country now, you know, look at Hannah Deacon and Alfie and look at Charlotte Caldwell and Billy and mum power is is the power that's going to help make a difference for these families. Um, but CBD is, is, is not medical cannabis, it's a completely different thing and seeing how that also helps people, um, you know, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, and again, you know, th- there are many other brands out there. There are many other companies out there. I'm not saying that these are the only two that you should, anybody should use, but these are the two that I know the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair for me to comment on anybody else because I haven't um, had that same journey with them. So, um, you know, to ensure that you're buying a safe product from a safe place is to ensure you can access a certificate of analysis mm-hmm. from a lab that you know exists. If you ask for that, a reputable company will give you a batch report on what is in that bottle. Um, and providing you can get some communications with any questions you may have and you feel assured that what, you're, what you've purchased and what you're using is, is okay, then you've done your due diligence. Don't just take something and go, that says CBD on the bottle, I'll have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about safeguarding yourself and, and what you're putting in your body. Um, and I'm sure that once regulation is, is ready, I mean, I don't know when that will be, but, you know, it will make things a lot easier for people. But up until that time, to just make sure you do your research on the brand, on the company, who do you know, what questions have you asked? Um, and Savage Cabbage, for example, we offer a free wraparound support service to people and we signpost people all over the place because we're not medical professionals. You know, we're not um experts in in anything other than we can we can communicate and we can network and we've got a great team of people around the world that are more than happy to speak to anybody and and answer anybody's questions right right what about um miriam's hope is that is that a similar story then that's a another um are they different strains or are different formulations or or what yeah so charlotte's web is a patented genetic um that's very much been sort of put together by charlotte's web themselves miriam's hope um is a different genetic strain Mm -hmm. um it's infused with additional terpenes particularly Mm -hmm. limonene Mm -hmm. um and um the story behind uh, miriam's hope is um set up by a lovely family um diana and it was their mum she had and it's I can't pronounce the word very well so apologies but glioblastoma correct which is yeah did I say that right (laughs) um so she one of the most common and and most aggressive forms of cancer these days yeah yeah and so that was kind of the the story behind uh why they put Miriam's hope together because her mum was Miriam and she had this awful situation and they helped her the best they could they're from uh California they helped her the best they could for a while and you know sadly she's no longer with us but for a time it, it was it was supporting and assisting her and Diana continued with this pledge of well I want to help people and mm-hmm. so they they did this in in their mum's name and the products are outstanding they're really really lovely um and I love the fact that there's an associated reason why behind 
why they have a product. The same as Charlotte's Web. The same really as to why I wanted to set up Savage Cabbage was just because I've got a lived experience and I'm sure that I can share that with people who possibly would identify with some of the challenges that I had. Um, and I think that's it's a really good way to learn as well, mm-hmm. is that if you can identify with something, then you're far more invested in something. And then you go through your own experience and learning journey and you become your own advocate for something. So I think it's a really good way to... Um, change people's perception of things to challenge um you know stigmas and to also break down barriers and educate uh, i just think it's a good way to do that great great and i think very important as you said yourself i mean we're not we're not talking about um radical cures here but support no. i mean i know cbd for example is is very popular in the us for supporting cancer patients for their mm. when they're in chemotherapy yeah so i i know it's uh it's it's a great it's a really great support for that and they definitely you know a lot of people exhibit much less symptoms from the chemo if they're yeah. supporting yeah no, i think it's really important what you've just said about the word cure i hate that word and it's not a cure cannabis is not a cure it's it helps treat symptoms of mm-hmm. a situation but once you stop um ingesting and using that product whether it be hemp or cannabis you can possibly find yourself in in the same circumstances that you that led you there in the first place right um and you you do see some very misleading headlines about this being a cure for this and a cure for that i can assure you and anybody out there that you know for myself you know if i've had my tb oil in the morning followed by a cup of Yorkshire tea um and then I I go through the day and and do my bits and pieces and then I'll have some more in the afternoon and I'm fine and then if I don't take it within 48 hours or so I'm my knees are creaking I can't lift the kettle I'm feeling a bit sick and a bit wobbly and I need to sit down and you know if it was a cure, I wouldn't need to keep taking it, you know? So it's really, really important that people understand this is a daily food supplement to support healthy living. Right, right. That's actually then the next area of confusion, I find, um, is how do you dose this stuff? Because you even if you go to a, chemi- a chemist shop or a pharmacist mm-hmm. where they they stock a particular type of CBD oil. It usually mm-hmm. comes in different formulations. It comes in different strengths. And you ask the pharmacist, how do I take this? And they just shrug their shoulders and go, just try it. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't find amazingly helpful. <laughs> no. And it's a really, really good question. And it's a question that we're not really allowed to answer because if you talk about the word dose. Okay, that's then got medical. Yeah, right. yeah. So what we do, how we how we support people with that is we put people in touch with a number of groups and there's there's groups all around the world. There's groups on Facebook. There's the realm of caring is um a fabulous resource. Um they're based out of Colorado and um, anybody can contact them it's a not-for-profit their services are free and they will guide you on dosage um, and they will give you that whole kind of protocol of what you they think you should be doing most people I would say from my experience of my consumer base is you know for health and wellness um, 10 to 15 milligrams twice a day 
um, is something that would be a, a, an average, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get the confusion of people who will say, what percent is that? Uh, or how many drops do I need? And it's like the terminologies need tidying up, I think, because I think I personally don't work in percents because to me, percents don't make sense, but that's just right. me. I prefer looking at a product in milligrams per mil because then I think it's quite transparent as to what it is you're actually putting in the pipette. Then if you're talking about drops, you to me it just gets too small and I think, no, that's a bit too confusing. Um, so I just think that, you know, there are some people that will say 10 to 15 milligrams. There are mm-hmm. some people that will say anything below 25 milligrams will give you... Um, an alert response because it's an antagonist to those receptors and it it gives you energy anything over 25 milligrams will perhaps make you feel relaxed and calm now I don't know if there's any science behind that at all but that's the feedback that I do get um so it's very much an individual personal journey I think um and I personally would say to anybody who's never tried it before you know speak to someone for advice you're welcome to speak to my team for advice um and you start on a low strength and um slow and steady and you find the the sweet spot which Mm -hmm. is the phrase obviously coined to finding what because we're all different you know I personally use quite a lot of it and I'm assuming you may not need as much as me to to get through the day um so yeah it's it's a very personal thing um but that's why we need to have support around it to ensure that everybody feels supported guided um and we don't want people feeling afraid confused or losing interest in saying well it doesn't really work but that's potentially because they've perhaps not applied the correct methods right right absolutely in your opinion is ingesting it um the the only worthwhile way of getting cbd does it does it go through the skin is it possible to actually take it another way there is there, there's there's lots of different delivery methods uh, and again i think it will be personal choice i mean i would always advocate um tinctures and oils um held under the tongue and you know you close your mouth count to 20 um and then you know, swill your mouth around whatever mm-hmm. and it absorbs sublingually really really quickly and I personally feel that's a really good way to get um to get it really your endocannabinoid system perhaps really really chugging along nicely mm-hmm. there are some people that would prefer to um to vape which obviously is a big conversation at the moment I was, about gonna, vaping. I was actually going to ask that question because <laughs> I know that's a that's a huge uh, huge topic right now yeah. yeah and it's an unfortunate one in the sense that um again you know the media is reporting on a very very small section of, of what would appear to be not very well made uh, products from un ethical sources from what I can gather um and the connotations of that on the rest of the industry are potentially quite big and Mm. that's very unfortunate because there are a lot of people that do like to vape their CBD um but you know some of the products that have been tested to be quite scary have got additional products in there which you shouldn't have in there um and again I'm not a scientist so I don't think I should comment any further on it however again it's just you know it's it's unfortunate and very sad for the people affected by that um but i don't think the whole industry needs to be 
stopped in its tracks right now. Again, it, it comes down to regulation and safeguarding. Right. Um, but I, another delivery method is, is obviously your topical balms, which I absolutely adore, particularly when we get to this time of year and my arthritis kicks in. Um, currently, I've got bursitis in my hips, which reoccurs every now and again. Um, and it's driving me up the wall. And the usual course of action would be to go to the doctors and have cortisone injections in knock me in for about 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so my current routine is I've got some Miriam's Hope um, CBD balm and I rub that into my hips um, regularly throughout the day. And I also ingest my oil as well. So it's like a belt and braces approach. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> that currently currently works for me. Um, I also, you know, I have the Charlotte's Web gummies. Um, I usually have some of those in my handbag or something. Uh, the recovery ones, which have got ginger, if I'm just feeling a bit, um, you know, fatigued or what have you throughout the day and it's it's not a convenient time to whap out the big bottle of oil and shove it in my face um but like I say there there are many many things and it's interesting to see how creative um brands can be with with different delivery methods and I'm interested to see what uh what comes out further because uh, there's people always trying to like the new best way to do this is <laughs> which I always find quite interesting um but yes it's um it's definitely fun great great the last question that i have to ask you of course is hmm. how did the name savage cabbage come along because <laughs> that's that's not immediately connected to uh to cbd you have no. to explain that one <laughs> well it's kind of funny we we just it was weird so i had this eureka hey i'm not in pain uh said to my husband right we need to do something with this what do you think we should do I need to secure sort of safe supply for myself and my friends we need a company name um and after a few glasses of gin (laughs) for medicinal purposes only of course (laughs) of course well actually gin's very good for your tummy and because I've got tummy disorders I was I read that and I held on to that piece of information (laughs) for a long time um and it was just a conversation about you know we want we don't want the the cannabis connotation because i don't think that would be helpful we want want a vegetable that you know really kicks ass and we just came up with savage cabbage it was my husband's idea we laughed so much and i was like well yeah let's just choose that then never thinking for one single moment it would turn into what it, it currently looks like today so that's that's kind of the the story behind it really and it still makes me chuckle now but um, I love that story. <laughs> um but people remember it you know they it, do. it's it's well known. I mean I walked into a, a medical cannabis conference in Los Angeles and somebody saw my name and went oh savage cabbage I was like no way. <laughs> as if you as if you know who I am. So it's um it definitely sticks so it's uh, it's worked in that sense I suppose. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> On the whole subject of CBD and everything, um, what would what would your sort of message to to people out there be um, in terms of anything that we haven't talked about in terms of missing knowledge, but also how do they take how do they make the first steps? Um, I think if they're thinking about it or just have um, are intrigued by it, um, you know 
ask, ask questions, ask, ask, ask. That's what I did. You know, there are so many resources. Um, and if you feel that, you know, you get one source of information from point A and then you get a source of information from point B, which is completely the opposite to what the other person has said, it's so conflicting and so frustrating to, to not stop at that point. Go and find a third source of information and triangulate it. And then really ask yourself, you know, has, do I know anybody in my network that has used this stuff? Do I know anybody where people might direct me to? And, you know, let's break down those barriers together. You know, feel free to contact Savage Cabbage. We can sort of signpost you to wherever you wish to be signposted, dependent on your inquiry. Um to keep asking questions and if you're a little bit skeptical of it then try it give yourself a 30-day challenge um get a small bottle have some every day for 30 days then don't have any for seven to ten days and then see if you can reflect on any differences and you know does that validate a purchase or not for you um and and just see where it leads you know it's safe it's it's not naughty you're not going to get arrested um but just make sure you you do your research and you you ask the right questions and you might end up speaking to me one of my team you might end up speaking to people that we know in the states but somewhere along the line somebody will be able to give you the answers that you're potentially looking for that's wonderful i find that so reassuring and and thanks for that generous offer because i think that's it's really important that you know if especially with this topic because it is shrouded in such you know hype and mystery and it's 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 a bit difficult i think to see through all of that um mm. and to to know that there are information sources out there i think that's great and you know your offering as well is is really helpful to people it's wonderful thank you jade i always like to ask all of my guests three little questions <laughs> and so now it's your turn okay. <laughs> no right or wrong answers but i'd just be interested to know so london heal um the podcast is all about mind body and spirit medicine mm-hmm. um and i like to kind of wrap that up in the idea of health happiness and serenity so for someone like you, especially after your particular journey, what, what's the meaning of health? What does that word really mean for you? It's a, that's actually a massive question to me. Um, I have a very distinct memory of um, saying my goodbyes to my family. Um, and it was a very, very surreal, bizarre moment in my life where... I, you know, sat with my children and my husband and, you know, that was it. I was going, they didn't think they would be able to sort of keep me there for very long. And I almost had this moment of feeling like I'd passed and and was a bit floaty. I'm not quite sure what occurred. Um, And just being in such significant debilitating pain and requiring so much assistance from other people to finally then get to a space where I'm still here and I feel like I have some health you cannot put anything before that and we take it for granted on a daily daily basis and it's not until you're in those moments where you go crikey I really shouldn't have got so upset with that silly little thing yesterday because really in doesn't bear any relevance to what I'm currently dealing with and I think to focus on our health and to not harbor 
things that do us no service and to just surrender really to uh, accepting what goes past us and not holding on to, to things that that hurt us or make us feel sad it's something that I've become well practiced in since that moment really is to just try and let things go and yes things frustrate me and yes things upset me um but they don't affect me like they used to do previously I I would hold on to it like a hot coal and I would brew um like a toddler's little tantrum I would I would really get really mardy Uh, Whereas now I've learned to go, okay, I need to just, it's not doing me any service. I need to thank it and let it go. And and that's probably the the best thing that's ever come from from this, really. Wonderful, wonderful. And what about happiness? What does Jade do to get happy? And do you (laughs) think it's important to search for happiness? I think happiness is a state of mind. I think searching for it could perhaps lead you into being unhappy, actually, because quantify what it looks like you know if if you need to just I think personally for me it's it's accept that what was around me um is is what makes me happy and that's what's most important to me and it's my husband and my children and I'm I don't need to be a social butterfly I don't need to be at that party I'm quite happy being a hermit I'm quite happy been just with my family um and having had um chronic fatigue for quite a number of years you know your friends kind of do drop off a little bit (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you never make the the agreed uh, arranged date or anything like that and and that's okay I used to worry about that but that's okay and allowing myself permission to do that is what brings me happiness allowing myself to march about my house in my pajamas and say today we're not doing anything we're just going to stay home and watch films if everybody's okay with that I'm happy you know and it's as long as we're happy together that's that's what happiness means to me that's, that's very lovely actually very <laughs> lovely indeed and the last one is serenity um I think it's a very underused word and mm. we live in this crazy world and everyone's always rushing around and there's so much in, input and stimulus that sometimes I think we forget that we have to really make a conscious effort to turn down the noise mm-hmm. what do you do do you have any practices to, to help you maintain or get to places of serenity throughout your day Music is very much, yeah, music is, is very much a source of serenity for me. I like to remove myself from my encapsulated brain, if you like. I like to drift off with, with some sort of musical input. I Serenity is an interesting one. It's, it's, I'm my own worst enemy in the sense that I need to be better with work-life balance, particularly, you know, now Savage Cabbage has got an outreach in 65 countries now and I try very hard to stay on top of you know my customer contacts and all the rest of it and I do worry about people and you know if I haven't heard from somebody for quite a while I'll think "Mm." so I try and get in touch with them to check they're okay and learning to switch off if I learn to do that I perhaps will find the ultimate serenity (laughs) um so yeah I think finding finding serenity um is something that we could all be better practiced at, I think. Um, and I, I just, I, I think it's probably one I do struggle with. Um, but uh, my escapism is probably the word that I would prefer to use. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, escapism. So a book, some music, 
um or just you know i i like to go on some little trips um to the late districts with the family that's that's definitely a place where i'm able to completely switch off and absorb just what's around me that's uh that's quite a nice place uh, yeah so but I, I need to improve on that so thanks for bringing it up <laughs> <laughs> absolute pleasure <laughs> listen to our meditation episode can i yeah <laughs> yes, yeah I really find meditation so difficult because I've got such a noisy head and it's like I've got three people in my mind jumping up and down making a noise. So I do find it quite difficult to tune out. I can help you with that. <laughs> Good, I shall hold you to that. Definitely. Jay, thank you so much. I, I really want to acknowledge you for the work that you do because I think I think somebody with your story could have quite easily stopped at the point that they were helped by themselves because let's face it, you know, you had major surgery, you're not in perfect health, and you still choose to, to, to ride this, this stallion out there and <laughs> deliver it to the world. And I, and I really respect that because I think it would have been very easy to stop at that point of just feeling better for yourself. So thank you for that. And thank you for thank the you work very much. you do. And thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. We'll put links to Savage Cabbage in the show notes. And as Jade so kindly offered, if you need any informational help, She's there and her team are there to help you. So thank you so much, Jade. Thank you very much. So dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jade as much as I did. As I said at the beginning, this is a hot topic and I have received so many requests. And as I pointed out at the beginning, the problem is that due to the yeah, difficult circumstances surrounding cannabis, CBD, marijuana, people get things mixed up and confused. And the long and the short of it, the fact that, that cannabis ha- is illegal in the UK and has been illegal in many uh, countries for a long time, the research is, is lacking. And so people are starting to pick up on that again. Um, and it really does appear after the discovery of the endocannabinoid system, that we're really not talking about snake oil and there's something to this. And um, it's not something I asked Jay, but in my understanding, it's actually pretty difficult, if not nigh on impossible, to uh, to have serious adverse effects or overdose. Um, I wouldn't swear to that because I also am not a doctor. But if you have any questions, As Jade said, please do your research and she and her team are also there to help you if you you need to find out more. And as always, this is super useful information. So please distribute it and share it shamelessly, as we always say, because our whole raison d'etre reason for being is actually to curate good information and get good information out to those who need it and We need you to spread the word so that more and more people can hear things that really might help them. And on that note, I would also ask you to rate and review us on the podcast platforms that you listen to, especially on Apple. And if you would like extended show notes for future episodes of London Heal, then please go over to our website, londonheal.com, sign up um, to our mailing list and you'll receive an email with every new episode and extended show notes. And so, my dear listeners, that just leaves me to wish you, as always, health, happiness, and serenity. <laughs>